0: the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We spoke before many times about the prophecies about our Lord Jesus Christ and His life. And we said many times how many prophecies has been fulfilled in His life, especially on the day of the crucifixion. Today only 29 prophecies, literal ones, have been fulfilled in the life of Christ. And by all means, even those who study probability, they discover it is impossible for only eight prophecies to be fulfilled in the life of a person. But in our in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, more than three hundred ones, and today only twenty nine prophecies. One of them is this verse which is in Psalm twenty two and verse six. It says, But I am a worm, not a man. And let us go step by step with this verse only. In Psalm 22, there are 11 prophecies prophesied in the life of Christ, especially today in the day of His crucifixion. The word itself in Hebrew is Tola which means worm and when we go to the Hebrew dictionary we'll find it is the female of a certain worm called in Latin *Coccus Elisis. let us go further to see what is this *Coccus Elysis and why David or why the Holy Spirit inspired David to say that he is a worm not a man and he speaking about our Lord Jesus Christ here is the image or the picture of this worm, how it lives and how it dies, at the end of her life, this female, it comes by its will, by its choice to a tree and stick itself in it, and then it dies, and while she is dying, she gives birth to the new eggs and covers them until they hatches, let us go step by step and see what is going to happen. First of all, the, it's called Crimson Worm or the Coccus elicis as you said, climbs on the tree by itself, nobody forces it to get on the tree, it willingly searches out the crimson oak which is symbolic of its destiny, then by its own choice it climbs on the tree. And it's exactly what the Lord has done on that day. He chose by his own will. We say it many times, especially in the liturgy, at the very end in the confession, we chose to be by his own will on the cross. And St. John was telling us the same in chapter 10, verse 18. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down. Of myself, I have power to lay it down. Christ has a choice and He chose to die for us. As this worm or this corpus elisis. Secondly, his death is a birth of a family. And the same thing for this worm. It is going to the, to the tree to birth a family. And to do, to do it, it must die. Christ said, and Paul re- reconfirmed it in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10 For it became him for whom all things, and by whom are all things. In bringing many sons into glory, to bring many sons into glory, he has to go to the cross to make the captain of the salvation perfect through sufferings. So the second thing he chose by his own first thing choose by his own will to go to the cross to the tree, and secondly to give or to, so in bringing many sons unto glory. Thirdly, it was out of love. Nothing less than that, and this worm also goes there out of love to the second generation, and Christ as He said himself, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He did it out of love for every one of us. As we said again in the morning in the homily of Saint Asensius, he did not come to heal us from sickness but to raise us from this out of love. And he said many times that in the uh, hymn of Monogonese, by this he trembled upon this and firstly eternal redemption during the birth, birthing process this, it also leaves a stain on the tree and this stain they said it will never fade away unless we cut the tree itself and this is exactly what the Lord has done again in Hebrew 9.12 now with the blood of goats. Not with the blood of goats and cows, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Our Lord chose this eternal redemption for everyone of us. Not with the blood of any animals, but with the blood of his own self. And this uh, redemption is an eternal one. It will never cease to be there for those who accept it. And then he is telling us, something about the crimson, the crimson itself the crimson itself is used to dye materials and here what again the verse is saying and this crimson was used to, to to dye the material of the tabernacle and also the garments of the high priest and Saint Paul was telling us again but Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hand that is not of his of his creation. The same thing we have seen and we read today even in the exposition of the sixth hour that Christ we have put on him a scarlet robe. And this scarlet robe it says from inside and outside he became as a crimson. He became a scarlet for our sins. He is our new tabernacle but much greater with, more, with greater and more perfect tabernacle. He became a high priest but again he is the real and the only high priest who entered once with his blood to the holiest of all. And then the direction. Again in the same dictionary you will find that in the first day it converted into wax and this wax is made to, for, to preserve wood and Christ is telling us and if Christ is not risen then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty He's trying to tell us this seal of, of the resurrection is a seal of what has been done on the cross without this resurrection we have no faith and we have no hope in a, in a future life and finally, the fragrance of Christ. He said, if we take this one and crush it at any time, it gives fragrance. And it says in Second 2 Corinthians 2.15, For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Again, if we ask ourselves today, Am I a real fragrance of Christ when I go to work, to school, in the church? Or it just... I called a Christian, or they knew that I'm a Christian. The Lord, in His passion, the Lord, in His sufferings today, is calling every one of us to bear His suffering and to enjoy the fullness of this suffering, to see it as ours, as mine, as yours, and to enjoy the fullness of the act which has been done on the cross to be for every one of us. In the same dictionary, you find it's also used for healing. And it's used in many, many different medications. It's in Isaiah 53, but He was beast for our transgressions; He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon Him, and by His wounds we are healed. Christ is the healer as well, but before, before being a healer, He is a Savior who came to raise us from our death, from the death of our sins. We sang many times, the my King and my Lord." when you say to God you are my king it means he is ruling in every single aspect in my life and nothing is not not under his own authority we, are, we need to ask ourselves this, this evening do we really have the authority of Christ in every single act in my life in my family, in my relationship with my wife, with my husband, my children with the church member, at work, if not I am sorry to say you are lying when you say you are our king because where the king is, he has authority, he is reigning over the life of his children over those who accepted him to reign over their life again it is not a matter of being moderate or not being, or being fanatic it is a matter of he is a king in my life or not he is not a king in my life there is nothing in between And once we choose this in between, we choose not Him, we choose someone else. And finally, the church is urging us in this hour, the ninth hour, it's the time where He gives His life to the Father. And telling you and me, are you willing to see this life is given to the Father for you personally, for your life, because He came. And mainly to give us life through his death. That's why in our prayer, in the sixth hour, we called his passion life giving passions. How come it's life giving passions? Life giving death. Because it's the death of Christ. It is different from the death of anyone else. We pray that we'll enjoy his reign in our life, his sovereignty in our life by our choice. And His sovereignty is over every single aspect in our life, not in in part. In part, it means He is not the King at all. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.